All right. Hello and welcome to the Quad Pod, everybody. Uh, we're here for another episode with you, and I've got my co-hosts with me, James, Rich, Marilyn. What's up, everybody? Hello. Yo. Hi. Um, <laughs> You're so weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I think now everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we had a great episode last week, guys. Uh, the Godfather himself, Jerry, was on, <laughs> and that that episode. Um, if you haven't listened, please go back and listen. It, it's a good one. And Jerry's story about uh, Pocono 70.3. You went right? back and looked at it, didn't That's, you? Yeah. I knew you would. I tried to find the results. I couldn't um, find 2006 results. Um, but yeah, you have to go back and listen to it. And that actually gave us our idea for tonight's episode. And uh, Jerry had uh, one for the ages, um, an experience where just about everything that could go wrong did go wrong. <laughs> And so we decided that it would be fun to talk about well, what happens when shit goes wrong uh, in, in your race. And, you know, I, I think as we kind of came up with our list, one thing struck uh, a chord with me, and that was there are some things that you can prepare for so that mm -hmm. if they happen, you can roll with that punch. And then there's other things that could happen that are just going to throw you for a loop. And, you know, you might want to be aware of them, but there's certain things that you just can't come back from and, and deal with. Um, so we thought we'd go through those and uh, give you guys an idea of some things that we've gone through, some things we've thought of, some things we, you guys, what do you think the best way to do this is just straight swim, bike, run in that order or any ideas? Yeah, let's go through yeah, it that way. doesn't matter. All right. <clears throat> I have that saying that I say to myself before every race, which is control the controllables, which is kind of like the summary of what you were saying there's certain things you can control, control those and everything else should happen. Mm -hmm. Yep. Say la vie. It'll happen. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess you can also look at it too as there's some things that might just happen to you individually and that's going to stress you out more. But if it's happening to everybody, like, like the train, the train or yeah. the weather, like you can't, everyone yeah. at least is kind of having to deal with it at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, the, your mental approach to that is going to have a big effect on how you individually deal with some of those things that affect the group. Um, and, you know, we'll get into that. But, like, weather and stuff is a huge one where some people can look at a bad day and be put down as soon as they open their window, mm -hmm. you know, the hotel or, or whatever, and they <laughs> see, like, what that weather is going to be like. And other people look at that and turn it into a positive, and they say half the people already just gave up and it's true, you know, I can beat that, that half and I'm going to do better because those people gave up and I'm not gonna. So, um, lots of different things to talk about. So let's start with the swim. What do you guys, um, I have a hard time with this one and I don't want to sound conceited, um, but it's gonna, <laughs> um, coming, growing up as a swimmer, I feel unbelievably comfortable in the water. I've never had a situation where, um, I felt out of my element and where it's worried me. So what, what kind of things do you guys think about with swimming that might come up that could cause you undue stress? So there's a, and you can tell me more about the physiological aspect of it, where I do so much better in races and personally prefer if you can get in and like just dunk yourself in because mm -hmm. there's that reflex where your lungs kind of like any alveoli uh, like seize up when mm -hmm. the cold water hits mm -hmm. your face and your chest. Yeah. And, 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 and I like to just kind of like feel that before the race gets going so I can breathe out. And then when the race starts and I go into the water, I don't have to 
think about that and kind of control my breathing because your body it's not adapted, but yeah. it's it knows what what's coming. So right? why is that? What is that? Why does that work? Like doing that little pre because you get used to it, the cold. Yeah, but you can't. The thing is that they don't always allow it. Yeah, that's yeah. The we've had races where yeah, they don't allow, we allow it, allowed. and I think we're probably going to see less and so it, it's interesting. I think we're going to see less and less of it because people are getting away from mass starts. So like when you mm-hmm. did a mass start, it'd be easier to say like, okay, pool's open. Everybody can mm-hmm. warm up until this time, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get out and you get ready for the mass start. But now where we've got these, these long kind of time trial starts, you've got, put, like you can't have people warming up and mm-hmm. getting in and then waiting 45 minutes to go or something like, like I think that'd probably be more detrimental to yeah. you than getting in ahead of time. Like I know when we did New Jersey State, right, they had like, that warm-up section, yep. which was nice to have. Um, but like any of the Ironmans we've done haven't no warm-up, right? So you're diving in dry. So when we did Muscle Man, it was that same thing. But what helped anyway was the day before. It didn't matter. Like I wasn't trying to do a long <clears throat> swim, but mm-hmm. like just getting in the water and putting my face under. Yeah. That kind of knew. I mean, temperatures aren't gonna change a large amount. But I knew what the, what it's going to feel like the next day. And yeah. that, it wasn't trying to like warm up or, or feel. I just wanted to be like, okay, this is how it's going to feel going into oh, yeah, tomorrow. So that prepared a, a little bit. Yeah. You swam the day before, right? Yeah. And that was the reason. It wasn't because I felt like I needed to swim or be comfortable. It It's just that your body kind of knows and expects and you can more easily, at least I can yeah. exhale. So I did not do any swim warm up day before or day of. Nor did and I. Me that either. was probably my worst panic attack I've ever had in the water. Okay. Was, was really? that race? Yep. And so, <clears throat> um, the Wyckoff try I, was actually my first uh, panic attack in the water. I've never had problems before. Uh huh. Um, and I don't know if like AC. I think the water was pretty warm. Yeah, it was warm. Uh, NJ State was very warm. Um, but Wyckoff, I don't know. It was. I don't know. Was it cold? It Do you was, think it was because of cold. the cold, or no, was it? It wasn't, it wasn't cold. cold. Was I it because of didn't all even the people? Wear a wet suit for that yeah. Race. So the mat. I don't know if it was the mass start, but I I would go out like two hundred yards, fine, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden get that feeling like my chest real tight. I can't put my face in the water. I just I didn't think I could finish, and then I'd like have to stop, and then just like, collect my thoughts, try to go a little bit more, like tolerate a little bit more. And then eventually at Wyckoff, I was able to go. But then Muscleman, I was like frozen for a good like five to eight minutes. I just, no matter what I tried to do, I, I went out again, 200, 300 yards, got that panic attack. And then I tried to do like breaststroke and then just like my, like even my chin going to the water, like seized me up. Then I tried backstroke yeah, and like being on my back and then feeling like kind of floating around weird gave me more panic. So I, I was just treading water for a while, just sitting there. I'm like, how, I was like. I'm only 300 yards in. I'm like, how am I going to finish this race? Oh, and I was like putting my face in and my face would just come right back out. I was like really like trying to make myself go. And I was like, well, I don't know what's going on. And then it wasn't until uh, the lifeguard came up to me. He's like on his kayak. He's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. And then I was just able to go. And we should probably tell people also that it's not like you were unprepared or didn't yeah. swim. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. I was, you, my swim you was were really, very prepared. Yeah. Like I did these amazing sets from the training programming. I was like, ready to do like a like that fast start out mm-hmm. uh, and then settle into a pace like I had a whole plan but it's just something like so I think um I think when it's really cold there are some physiological things going on I think there's that shock factor and stuff like that I think it's a stress threshold and I don't know that 
I think what's probably happening in a lot of cases is there's general nerves and anxiety about everything. And then you get in the water and it just adds on to that. And you get over your threshold, whatever that is, and you have a panic attack. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, in your case, just, you don't know, you're not able to swim. I don't know if we call it a panic attack, but like, like you have that, Mm -hmm. can't breathe, like, you're worried. And when your face is in the water, like, that's something, like, that's an uncomfortable position to be in. So that panic is going to be a little bit more extreme of a reaction. But I, I think it's really, I don't, I think getting in helps get rid of that little bit of stress that might have put you over the top. Mm. Um, so I don't know if people will find this interesting. My first race I did, I had a panic attack and I held on to the boat for a while. Um, so I've had these in the water periodically for, for different reasons. And I don't know if it works for other people. What, what I can actually try to do sometimes is force myself to that state. And for me, that's like I could do it in the pool or open water. I'm like, all right, I want to make myself just like go so hard that I'm going to stress my body out. And I just kind of like flip myself out Mm -hmm. and I go super hard. I'm like, okay, now I'm like in this, in this state and like, I know I'm in it. So like, I kind of like, it's a mental thing. You know how to react. And you, and you say to yourself mentally, like, okay, I'm here. Nothing's really wrong. It's not like I unlearned how to swim in the last five minutes. Yeah. And what do I need to do to come, come back from it? So I, one of the things I think helps is is practicing. Yeah. Practicing actually that part, you know, knowing that, you know, it's okay to have it. People have it. And like it it's mental, like you said, the stress and anxiety. You didn't just stop knowing how to swim all of a sudden. Yeah. And what can you do to get out of that state? Yeah. Um we wrote in here in our show notes that it's important to know the rules. You are allowed to hold on to mm-hmm. a buoy or a lifeguard's kayak or whatever they've got, paddleboard. Um, as long as you're not making any more forward progress, it's completely within the rules. Um, so know that that's a possibility should you need it. You know, every race usually has good lifeguard support in the water um, because it's unfortunately it's a thing. Um, and I don't know if this goes back to having no warm ups and stuff like that, but like you do every once in a while, he'll hear stories about people having a heart attack in the water during the swim. Um, and it's, you know, it's a horrible thing. Um, and I don't know that. Yeah, it, it's impossible to say that. Yes, if you had a warm up and they got to do a warm up, that that wouldn't happen. But um, you know, there's definitely a stress reaction when you get in the water, and I think the colder the water is, the stronger that is, mm. or the more people there more are. People, you know, that's a big <clears throat> one. Most people don't have the experience of swimming with hundreds, maybe thousands of people around them. Um, I have I, seen the like platoons or whatever more out there now in races, just for people to hold on to. Not only just the lifeguards and boats, but mm-hmm. like there's like. Sometimes just just like a platoon right there for pontoon. Pontoon, pontoon but pontoon? I don't think yeah. it's a pontoon boat. It's like a kayak, maybe. It's like, I think no, you're talking like about a, the little no, like, like a floating dock. Like a dock. Oh, a dock. Yeah. Okay, so like really? a dock. Muscleman yeah. had them. Yeah, I thought I about going up on one. I was like, I think Jackie might have. No, not at Muscleman. No, no. Okay. I think also. I mean, we've all had these moments. So I think the more you race and do them, the least less you have them mm-hmm. because you get used to. I'm crossing yeah. my fingers. I mean, yeah. we'll see what happens at Eagleman. I'm like, <laughs> but mean, I'm definitely going to go in the water no matter what. Like, if, even if they say no, I'm going to find a corner. Yeah. Just dunk myself in the water. Because yeah. you have to pee. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that's only like waist down. I, can do, but I need my face <laughs> in the water, not after I pee. I'm always afraid, You. this is on the list, of getting hit in the face, of getting kicked by someone. 
Kicked hurts. Hit, kicked. hit is an I'm inconvenience. Sure kicked, well, kick, I've been hit and pushed and all that, but kicked is the mm. one I'm afraid of. Kick, yeah. Kicked hurts. You'll be fine yeah. behind me because I don't kick. No, I'll just, uh-huh. you'll, I'll be in your pee stream. <laughs> <laughs> That's only at the end. <laughs> what uh, I think like the only time I've ever gotten kicked is somebody does a random breaststroke. Oh, yes. You yeah. Know? And, and that. that's, you're not expect like, you know, most of the time the water's not super clear. You can't see too much around you, but like if there's feet close enough to you where you're going to get kicked, um, you see them. So like, yeah. you, you kind of, that's what gonna, I do. I just stop it. But a, a random breaststroke kick, it, it's going it, it to do a good you. one too. If they snap that kick, if they, yeah, if they yeah. snap their kick. But I, I guess the thing to think about is if they have to do a breaststroke, in the, in a race, they're probably not the best of yeah, swimmers, so it's probably not, probably not that, behind them. Not a super strong um, kick, but um, yeah. And people say that you can try to go out. That's why you know put up go out faster so that yeah. you're not with people who are going to do that to you. But I've gotten a weird reaction like when I, when that happens. That's definitely happened to me. I just get angry. <laughs> what the? And yeah. I just like, and when it, you get hit. Yeah, and the water kicked or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm like okay, let's go. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a I, weird thing. I, I, I'm big enough where I'm I'm not giving you my space. Right, it's, it's like it's you're okay. not gonna you're not taking my line. Um, and I've like you know I haven't hurt anybody. I haven't pushed no. anybody or hit anybody. But like I haven't let them push me either. And usually it's they're swimming oh. on an angle that is the wrong line, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so I'm swimming toward a buoy. They're swimming across. Right. It's like they're yeah, keep bumping uh, into me. And then yeah. they look at me like, well, swim straight and we won't have this problem. <laughs> and, but again, that's like the comfort level. Like I'm, you're mm-hmm. always kind of swimming within yourself. Um, yep. I had someone fling me around a buoy once. Fling you? What do you yeah, mean like fling you? They like grab from the side and like just pushed me and I went whoop, right around the buoy. Well, that takes balls. I know. Like, I don't think I'd. Put I my was kind of very grateful because like I got around the movie <laughs> probably faster than I would have. But yeah, yeah. that was the hardest push I ever got. Yeah, I get a lot of that around the buoy, and I and yeah. I see people just kind of like swimming across. What Greg was saying, like somebody yeah. just swims across the back of you. You're like, what just happened? <laughs> so, <laughs> I think like knowing, so expecting that you yeah, could get hit or right. swim over yeah. will also prepare you. Because I had heard about being swum over, and at Muscleman, it finally happened. I I felt it. Someone came, I felt like their arm come over my back and I was like, oh, here it is. And I just got pushed <laughs> down below. Really? Oh, that's and then the they worst. just swam right over me. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. And this you're is not what... a small guy. Like, no. yeah. And and so I was like, oh, I, I knew that this happened. So I was like ready. Yeah. And so like as soon as I felt myself getting pushed down, I was like, all right, just yeah. you know, hold my breath, relax. Right. And go. Yeah. Thinking through some of those things yeah. ahead yeah. of time, whether, uh, I mean, there's value to, if you have a, a crew that you can practice with, like swimming in close quarters, like put it three or four people in a lane and like all push off like two by two and then two right after it and like swim hard. Yeah. That's and, always been my biggest, like, I don't like, I feel uncomfortable when there's people around me. I'm getting better at it, but my first race, I stopped so many times. Every time someone was next to me, I stopped and did breaststroke. All right. So let me ask you guys a question then, um, because I'm... I kind of like the mass start um, because I feel like it very quickly allows similar abilities mm-hmm. to kind of, I don't know, segregate, it's not the right word, but like self-separate, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Where now with everybody doing these time trial starts, a huge number of people overestimate their abilities, mm-hmm. right? So like I've had experiences where I'm swimming through literally hundreds of people. Um, and I understand it's like, everybody's doing the same race. Everybody paid the same entry fee. I don't have some right to be at the front or whatever. Um, but that's difficult. And it also brings in the possibility that like, I might 
you know, Maybe unintentional, you right, unintentionally <laughs> swim over you. It was um, you. But also you're coming <laughs> from that angle of like you're, let's just say, you're a really good swimmer. So you're coming from the angle of liking mass starts because... <clears throat> but I'm also coming from the angle of if, if I'm front. not a good swimmer, right? I have the ability then in a mass start to take 10 seconds at the water's edge and not go in right away. And then I'm not going to get swum over because I'm going to already be at the back and I'm not going to have those people to deal with. And if I'm in the middle of the pack, the fast people are going to be ahead of me really quick and the slow people are going to be behind me really quick. Mm. And yes, the first 200 meters might be like you're in a washing machine yeah, and might be very difficult, but I don't know. I don't love the time trial start. The time trial start, the thing is, too, do you really know where you're lining up? Because I have never. I just, I'm like, well, this looks about right. And <laughs> well, like, for, so when we were no at Muscle Man, we go and there's nice little placards that say, like, if you're going to swim this fast, here's. I never saw them. Oh, no? Okay. Because we got, we never got into the corral even. It was so yeah. crowded. So, so I got, yeah. I like jumped a fence, got into the corral, and like I got up between, I, I don't think I got up to 30 minutes, which is where I was trying to get to. I got to like in between 30 and 35 minutes. I did not get passed by one person. That's and I only nice. passed. Right. No, it's not. Oh, because you were passing I, everybody else. I was else. passing everybody uh, else. Yeah. Like nobody who was in that 35 to 30, 30 swam to 35 minutes swam, swam that fast. That fast. Yeah. I yeah. found that in every race that I've done when those type of starts started, because I mean, I don't know if it's right or wrong. Again, it's kind of like a preference thing, but coaches tell them, go line up like, five minutes before. Yeah. Right. Like you're yeah. suddenly like, going to have a, a, faster. a the, the same thing happens. So you swim five minutes faster than you can. Like it's you go to a 5k or, or even, you know, running. any race, any running race. And even if you have assigned corrals, you always have people running slower yeah. that shouldn't be in the corral they were in. I feel like there's, it's so hard to control. Yeah. So I don't have a preference for mass start or like rolling mm-hmm. starts either one. Like I, I wonder if there's a way to create the course where, so what I'll do um, is I'll swim out. So I'll swim, I'll swim purposely a little longer because I don't, Don't I've swam the the weaving, right? Uh, Yes. I've swam the weaving parts and that's taken me longer, Mm -hmm. a lot more energy. I've had to kick into gear a little bit more and I'm like, but if I just stay consistent and swim wider Mm -hmm. a little bit, maybe I'll do a little bit longer, but my time's going to be decent and I'm not going to be. So for most races, I've actually swam longer, but I've swam wider. When I've gone on the inside buoy lanes, I feel like more people are coming in and out more. It's just also kind of a little bit annoying. So maybe there's a way, and I have no idea, to organize the actual swim where it's out back or, or it's a little bit wider where you spread the people out a little yeah. bit more. I don't I, know. I think it's just human or nature that better people sighting. are going are gonna to overestimate their abilities. Mm-hmm. And I also think that they're going to like, if they see we have to swim to that buoy, they're going to line up there. So you're right. If you're uncomfortable, I think that's a really smart thing to do is go a little bit wider. The outside a little bit of, better, and yeah. honestly, if you think like, if you've got a 500 yard straightaway and you line up 50 yards off the group, that, you know, angle extra, That's what I you're do. swimming 10 extra <clears throat> yards, if that. Yeah. You know? I swim, I like, I hit that buoy, like I'm probably yeah. swimming over someone at right. that we point, could have but like, like a I turn that trigonometry buoy. lesson right. and you could swim the <laughs> hypotenuse. The, exactly. the tangents. But, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think That's like. That's exactly what I do. And I figure like what a few extra yards, but I'm not having to like, 
slow down or hit yeah. people's feet or mm-hmm. go around or people swim over me. Yeah, I think just practice. The more practice you can get in the water, the better. Yeah. And then like think through where the possible pitfalls are. I think like you're going, to, there's going to be contact at some yeah. point. Um, How do you deal with sun glare? Like white cough. Oh, so, so bad. I had the, some of the worst sun glare yeah. in any yeah. of the races. I, I couldn't see anything. Yeah. Just I almost just going back to the kicking. Oh, sorry. Like I'm afraid of getting kicked and getting my goggles knocked yeah. off. Mm-hmm. But, but then we could talk about either one. But right. Um, I mean, if your goggles get kicked off, like, you're kind of screwed. And, <laughs> stop and fix them. Yeah. You just got to, uh, well, uh-huh. I just roll over onto my back. Yeah. And I keep style. kicking and yeah. <laughs> a yeah. little rock on his chest. Yep. <laughs> but it's never um, the same afterwards. It's always weird. And yeah. Swimming. yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just stop and fix them. Don't swim with goggles that are filled up with water. Like, yeah. And I would say put your goggles on under, and then your cap on top so that they're not going to get kicked off and uh-huh. lose them. Like, you know. Do you do that always? Do you, yeah. Are your straps under your? Under my cap. Mm-hmm. That's a smart do you ever go two caps? I don't. <laughs> okay. I already feel like I overheat with one cap on because yeah. I never hot. swim with a cap. Never. So they should make a cap with a hole at the top. What? That For would what? defeat the oh. purpose of a cap. The <laughs> 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 vent. The Absolutely vent hate caps. Oh my gosh! Um, Wait. Well, we'll talk about that later. Oh yeah. But so sun glare. How do you glare. deal? Like I could not see uh, White Cough at all. I ended up swimming towards the next wave coming in the pool. Yeah. Are so you in, the, gonna, in the lake. Are you going to run a promo for for like good goggles right now? No, I mean, yeah, some mirrored Magic Five goggles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the key you you've got <laughs> to have mirrored mirrored goggles. Um, they're not even tinted enough. I need like black. Yeah, you like have to play. You have to play around with them and look for like ones that are. Tint. You don't play with different goggles and find ones that do work. Um, that sun glare was crazy though. That sun was. I don't know how often you'll get that. Yeah, like, yeah. Right? I mean, we were that we were swimming directly back right into, into a rising sun. sun. Yeah. Um, the only thing I had going for me was me and Rich did lap the lake the week before. We knew exactly what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did multiple laps. Like I did the two mile race that day. So I did four laps of that. Um, and I learned what to look for. Like I could, I knew I couldn't see buoys, but I did see the tree line and there happened to be just a change in the tree line right in line with what we needed to see. Um, you need to scout that stuff out ahead of time. Like you, the, the sun's not going to suddenly be coming from a new angle. Like, between when you start your race and when you when you finish so um pay attention to that kind of stuff like see if i always 100 percent of the time look for some large thing to sight off of and it doesn't have to be directly in line with what i'm swimming at it doesn't have to be directly in line with the buoys but i know like okay i'm off that you know flagpole mm-hmm. or i'm off that guard stand or to i'm off right. whatever um and I use those if mm. I know the sun's going to be a problem. And even without the sun, that's an issue that can happen is you can't see the buoys. Sure. At NJ State, the buoys are, are the AC. One of the races we did, the buoys were the same color as the swim caps. Yep. <laughs> and I got in the water and I looked up and I was like, what the hell? All you saw was... Moving buoys. Yeah. It was terrible. So there's a couple of things. One is I, I sometimes cite for bigger uh, bigger things like a power line or yeah. whatever so that you could see bigger. It's not always like lifeguard stand or a pole. And then I've been in a race where I can follow someone. And if you trust the person in front of you and they're kind of swimming straight. You can follow me. Do you know? What, how do you no know? I'm worried I'm going to follow someone like myself and then we're going <laughs> right. to be like way off. Yeah. Course. Then they're going to turn around, look at you and be like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell, man? I'll follow yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like to find something on land and yeah. the lake that we swim at, um, in the, you know, for our open water stuff is nice. Cause I'll pick out a house yeah, like, and, I, and I, I follow too. those houses or they have those like big, uh, bouncy, jumpy things. Jumpy things. I'll like, mm-hmm. and that like you practice cause then you don't have to look up and like scan for mm-hmm. something. You're, you're, 
you pick up your head and you're seeing that big thing. Like it doesn't have to be the buoys, but if you don't do the homework ahead of time and it's not like you have to go, you, you go just the morning of and you look at what you can see and what you can use and kind mm-hmm. of what you're heading towards. And remember those two or three things. Like we're not doing these intricate courses. They're rectangles or they're triangles. <laughs> like you got to remember two or three things. It's so hard to swim straight though. <laughs> in open water. Yeah. yeah so in open water. In yeah. Yeah. I've gotten better, but. Any tips for uh, foggy goggles no. in the middle of the race? No. No. I would, I, I, they, my goggles would have to be, I, they couldn't be fogged did, enough for me to stop and unfog them. Yeah. Did everybody read that? And maybe it's not true. That ridiculous story where somebody went blind from using the anti-fog solution. That is so dumb. Oh, that there's no way that happened, really. Yeah. What they do with it? Like, like eye drops? Some right. alcohol? <laughs> no, like it. They put so much that it went in their eye, and it, I don't know. They I use baby shampoo. Um, I will Works. say, if yeah. I, if you have a, a you have brand of goggles that oh. you use, have a race mm-hmm. pair. Yeah. The reason goggles fog up is minor scratches on the inside of the surface. So if you're using the same pair of goggles over and over and over again, you're going to have more scratches in them mm-hmm. and you're going to mm-hmm. be less fo- anti-fog. So mm-hmm. keep a fresh pair of your goggles as race goggles. Mm-hmm. I, That's I probably a good way. Okay. I, I agree, but I don't do new goggles. At no, I'm not saying no, you should you do new goggles. Less, less, like, times. less yeah. worn goggles. Yeah. Like So yeah. when I swim, most of my swimming is either indoors or early in the morning where it's not super sunny. I don't wear my mirrored goggles. My mirrored goggles stay in their case and I really pretty much only take them out for race day or yeah. like midday sunny thing, which okay. isn't that mo- often. Keep a pair of decently fresh goggles, mm-hmm. you know, or rotate through them more often. So you always kind of have a pair of fresh goggles are cheap. Like, yeah, since we're all comfortable here, like every, everybody knows, like I, I've just been spitting in my goggles for. I've I do too. too. I spit in them. How many yeah. years? And it's worked. It works. Yeah. And it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like it's great. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I, fog doesn't doesn't concern me too much. Yeah. Can you pee in your goggles? Oh, okay. God. I mean, you could. <laughs> there we go. Should you? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> Obligatory question. I don't think it'll work. It might no? actually like. Make it wear worse. away at the anti-fog. Is, yeah, is there logistics that are involved in how you would go about doing that? Like, I'm, forget it. <laughs> you just hold them up to the bottom leg oh, of God. your wetsuit and, yeah. and pull that across. Just collect what's on the ground yeah. before a swim when Ooh, everyone's dry. We were serious. Take we're things so long, further every long, right? time. Yeah. We should have, like, like the amount of time we were serious for. We're good uh, for 10 tw- minutes. 27 minutes and three it's seconds. Like this itch, you know, you got to scratch it. Yep. <laughs> If you get that checked out. Um, is that done with the swim? No. No? no um, what else is there? Cold, hot. We did suit. cold, hot. Yeah. I, I don't think, I, I think it'd have to be really cold for you to do like, like some companies make a thermal wetsuit. Some company, oh, yeah. like that it has be to be lot. really cold to think about like a hood or, or like a, oh, like God. they'll make a neoprene cap that you could then put your cap over. I know that like um, St. George 70.3 world championships, some of the, some of the pros would were using like a thermal mm. cap. How There's cold was that water? Fifth, oh, low fifties. Yeah, yeah, very cold. Um, it has to be below a certain number, and I don't know what that number is for. Like, be allowed to wear booties, um, and I don't know if you're ever allowed to wear gloves. Mm. But just because like the performance benefit? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good. I don't know why they would limit you to being to webbing. using them. Yeah, yeah webbed gloves would. Yeah. Awesome. Do you guys adjust your wetsuits in the water? So, like, you know, some no. people's fit. Sometimes, like. I will have gone for a swim in a wetsuit. I'm like, oh, I used my arms so much just because the wetsuit wasn't. You have a sleeveless suit. I, so this was with a sleeved one, but I have both. Yeah, yeah. This, like the sleeved one makes me makes me work so much harder. Yeah. Once you cross I, that start line, I only have a sleeveless one, so I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I got a sleeved one, maybe I don't know. 
I think getting like James getting in ahead of time and being able to like mm-hmm. fill the wetsuit up with water yeah. a little bit and then that'll that helps. help loosen, loosen it up. It up. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pro tip. Yep. Um, not Anybody for me. eating the water? <laughs> no. It's like fish. What? what? Sushi. <laughs> Sushi. <laughs> Sushi. Um, goose. Right. I have Somebody never... had goose in their swim. Somebody I, here I, I had it, but it was in, it was in my kit. And for we a did little while. The, <laughs> for a short time. Uh, we did the practice swim and it fell out. Uh. It felt. Oh, you you were you didn't have a wetsuit on. No, no. just a kit. In there. yeah, okay. Um, I've never now. I've never brought in food or eaten. Um, I think I'm gonna do. There's a a 10k swim up at Lake George, and I think I might do that this summer. And for that, I think I need to eat something. Do um, they you give eat? it to you, what or do you, do? do you have to take it with you? Well, so I think they've got some kind of like. Um, like a dock you do like laps oh. and so like every time you come around a, you could leave a bottle or oh, a food. That's cool. um it would probably be difficult to eat like in the water while I swimming i think um i don't know if it's like the english channel swim yeah they have crews and then they have like they feed the person oh, i saw they're, they're eating in the water i read a race report somebody did ultraman which is um a triple no yeah i think it's a triple iron man over three days so you do oh. a Oh, that makes it easier. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds uh, terrible. Maybe it's not quite a triple. It's like a double. You do a 10K swim. I think there are triples, though. Yeah. You do a 10K swim and a 90-mile bike on the first day. Um, So you have to eat in in the water. But you have have to have a crew with you for that race. Um, And so somebody could be in a kayak with you, and they could feed you. I think I could roll over and squeeze, you know, some kind of liquid nutrition and not have a problem. Yeah. There's nobody like, like a sandwich would be tough. Sandwich would be tough. There's nobody pausing in silence when he says he's doing a 10 K. I'm not surprised. I mean, I get it, but like you, like for me, that that's like, that's like a 10 K. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a challenge. It's good. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. I mean, like in that type two kind of fun. Yeah. (laughs) Rich, you should sign up. Okay. Yeah, Rich. You're the defending challenge. One of the defending champions of Lap the Lake. No, but that's 10K. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of swimming. I'll sign you up. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, your information. Sounds interesting. Has has anybody ever gotten nauseous in the water? No. Not that I know. I've of. swallowed a ton of water in the ocean. Nauseous. He said nauseous. nauseous. But that would not never thirsty. that, that <laughs> made me like <laughs> Did not it make nauseous, you nauseous? Okay. But so then the answer to that like, is no. It made right. me like Sorry. Not happy. <laughs> Not happy. Okay. Um, I did a an ocean swim um, down the Jersey Shore that was uh, very wavy. Like mm, we, were in, we were in like four foot rollers, oh. and uh, I did never got nauseous, but people were were saying that so they got. No, you, you know, I've never. <laughs> me neither. So, <laughs> I, didn't dr- I didn't drink a lot of water so. either, um, but they said they got nauseous. Um, and I do get seasick. Like I've gotten seasick on a boat. So now that times. you mentioned it, I, so it wasn't a race, <laughs> but I was just practicing nauseous. swimming. I was like Asbury Park or something. And yeah. even at the farthest part of where the buoys were, the the waves were still mm-hmm. several feet high. And I remember going, you know, doing my stroke, turning to breathe, but I would see like this drop off yeah. so and weird. it just felt really, I, I couldn't swim that long. I, I maybe got maybe a thousand yards in because right. I just couldn't take this. Yeah, that so you weird probably sensation. Would have so I would, yeah. If it was a race and I had to do that the whole time, yeah, I don't think I would have been able to do it. Yeah, I think it either calmed down or we got far enough past the breakers and stuff um, as the race went on that it, it didn't bother me. It was weird. I never felt like I was swimming that fast, um, but 
I didn't get nauseous, but people were saying that they did. Yeah. So same kind of thing. Like you, you felt like you were, you were rocking cause you were swimming like North South and the waves are coming East West. Mm-hmm. So you were going like up and down the face of these waves and I'm getting nauseous. Just, just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was fun though. It was with the current. It's like the fastest, uh, Ironman length swim you could do. So, um, the waves go with you. It'd be nice. Like bodies, yeah. bodies. <clears throat> yeah. Right. No, thanks with the waves. Hmm. All right, onto the bike. Anybody got anything more swim stuff? Okay, so onto the bike. Um, I think a lot can go wrong with the bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the thing that makes it the most complicated, right? Because yeah. it's just so many things. Yeah, and I and I think unfortunately, like there's as far as things that are out of your control, it's probably the one that has the most things that can go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not, but I'm just thinking. Like, yeah, <clears throat> I think. All the mechanics. So what's everybody's biggest fear on the bike? I think it's what's on the top of the list. Flat tire? Yeah. And it's amazing when you go to these big events, how many people oh my have God, flat so tires. So many AC, like yeah. so many flat tires. And it could yeah. just, it could yeah. be any one of us. Yeah. Yep. Knock on wood. Someone find yeah. wood. <laughs> I mean, at that point, like you just change the tire and you don't worry about the finish time. Mm-hmm. Well, you they know, have nothing. Unless going you're going this, for yeah. podium. Yeah. yeah. Really um, like, hopefully, there's somebody there, right? A lot of races have the mm-hmm. cruise. Kind if you of get lucky, around. and there's there's one right yeah, by so you. Yeah. So for sprint and Olympic distance races, I don't even carry a spare parts kit. If, if I have a mechanical, my race is over. Yeah. And I'll catch a ride back. Um, for seventy point three, I'm going to have um, you know, like a, a flat kit and stuff like that. Um, I feel comfortable enough changing a tire. You're fast. That it'll, it'll take a couple of minutes. Um, right. But again, that so that's something I think you plan for. That's one of those, like, you're not in control of, well, to some extent, you're not in control of if you get a flat tire or not. Um, but you can control repairing you can, it. You can back. be in control of, of fixing the problem, getting back on the road, right? Um, <clears throat> I think that knowing how to do it and doing it, and like like there's one thing, knowing how to do it, and the, and the other is practicing it, right? So the more you practice, the better you're going to be at switching that flat out. I think like where you ride is important. Like if you hug the right side of the road, you're going to get a flat, you're gonna get a flat tire. You're mm-hmm. going to ride through all that crap that gets blown off by the cars, and you're going to ride through garbage, <clears> and you're <throat> going to get a flat. Um, you know, ride as far to the left as you safely can ride on the course, and you're probably going to be in a better spot as far as picking up debris and getting a flat that way. Um, I think that maintaining your equipment well is important. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how often do people spin their tires and look for little shards of glass that are in there and that you could pop out and you're, you're okay versus those things will work their way through a tire, you know, at an inopportune time and you're going to get a flat. Um, did, did we want to bring up like that move that Greg did this weekend on the ride? Oh, where he you just reached there. back and and we got ra- whatever was sucked to your wheel. What was on we your wheel? We rode through some glass, through some shards. Oh wow! And so Greg had gloves on, and in order to clean the tire from those shards, he reached back. Was it from the glass? You took something off. There was something stuck to your wheel. Gently, no, there wasn't. Like, I was oh. just did it to make sure nothing got. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Embedded and in gently, like, like touched the wheel, like squeegeed the wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. With this glove. Brave. It was. It was a cool. No, not was, brave. I've done it a bunch of times, yeah, and like, it's not cool something hoop. that worries me mm. when i have gloves on yeah so was it easy to reach the back wheel yeah i don't yep. even know i don't know if i could reach but i don't even for like him being, it seemed yeah. to be super easy <laughs> yeah um yeah that's kind of just second nature when i ride through something that looks like it could 
Because what usually happens is like you get a piece of glass, it's not going to give you a flat right there. It's going to get stuck in the rubber and then you ride over it for a mile or two and it's going to work its way through the casing and it's going to give you a flat then. What, so. we sh- what we should have done is ridden up next to him and been like, hey, Greg, can you reach over my tire? <laughs> <laughs> Clean mine off no. for me. Yeah. No, we'll, I wish I like, had it on video. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is nice. Well, the tubeless setups for right. that, even if you left, if you got a shard and was mm-hmm. sitting in there, it, would it, it would block fine. that? It should have blocked that. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's the other thing I was going to say is like, I think tubeless technology has gotten to the point where um, you really don't have to worry about those kind of flats anymore. Mm. Um, there's still the catastrophic failure of a tire that could happen, but those are the only ones that pretty much happen to me. Catastrophic <laughs> blowups. Yeah. <laughs> Just something cuts off. I'm like, oh, I need a new tire. I've avoid I mean, the potholes too. Yeah. That's how I got my last one. Right. But that was again, that wouldn't that happen with tubeless. No. Well, because you got a snake yeah, bike. Like yeah, the, yeah. You, mm-hmm. you know, it pinched yeah. the tube. Like on I my tri bike, I would have been fine if yeah. I was that day. So I think tubeless is I don't run tubeless on my tri bike, but both my race wheels, I think I can set up tubeless and I think I will probably do that for mm. this season. Because um, you do have to, like, you're not supposed to let it sit for a long time. Right, you have to right? redo right. it every yeah. before the season. Because you have to like rotate the sealant. Mm-hmm. Right. right. I actually have for the last two years used latex tubes with sealant in them. Um, the sealant works with late, like, with a latex tube. So I'm able, like, you take a, the valve core out, you put the t- sealant in the tube, and then you put it in like oh inside it's inside inside the tube. Yeah. Oh. Um, but you know, I think tubeless, I don't know if it's faster. That's latex tubes are super fast. What makes them fast? I don't, it just, the, it lowers the rolling resistance of the tire. Like the way that, because they're so smooth, they like mm-hmm. don't cause any extra friction between the tube and the tire. Mm-hmm. Um, and tubeless are going to be a much heavier duty tire mm-hmm. than a tubed tire because they have to be airtight right. and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, I'm going to probably switch to tubeless though for this season. Mm. So. When you do that, let me know. We're going to do, okay. we're going to do a show on changing on yours. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice. We're going to do a, that's going to be a video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to nice. talk through it. Um, <laughs> so know your, know how to change your tires, have that stuff available, check your bike over. Well, you know, it, replace tires when they need to be replaced. And Get I, your bike a, a tune up before the race. Yeah. Yeah. What about electronic shifting failures? You can still <laughs> drop a chain. Charge your battery. <laughs> yeah, charge your battery. Yeah. But what if it just, I mean, what's the failure rate on the motors? I mean, it could just. I don't want to say zero because I think the failure rate is not charging your battery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More oftentimes it's yeah. that. Um, and I think people have, there are times where, and I, when you travel to a race and like in a bike bag or something like that, and the lever is pushed. Um, so the whole time on the trip, so you're draining your battery, like while the bike's in the air or something mm. like that. Um, so just be aware of that. Maybe charge your, bring your charger and charge the batteries the day of the race or something like that. Um, I don't know if maybe they even have like airplane, like I know my pedals have like airplane mode or something like that <clears throat> or travel mode, they call it. So that like it, it won't turn itself on because the, the pedal turns on when it spins. So mm. it's like on the back of a car and it's spinning uh-huh. or something like that. You can turn them. So you won't drain the battery. But what would you do? Like, let's say your front derailleur is not shifting anymore. Oh, so the gosh. way that the, some of the shifters work is as your battery gets to that critical point, I think it's letting you shift the front 
Mm-mm. but not is it letting you because i know it's I, the other way okay so yep. there's like a, you can shift the back but not the front for a while and you should be able to get through the race right so you'd be stuck in big or small ring i think you'd be stuck in whatever front chain ring you're in mm-hmm. and then it diverts all the power to the back because it takes less juice to to move that derailleur um so it could suck yeah. <laughs> depending could which be, one you're it could be okay um, I guess at Tremblant, it would suck. But yeah. somewhere yeah. flat. Somewhere like flat, Wing, you'd probably be okay. Yeah. okay. You might not even know that you yeah. were yeah. at that low battery stage. Um, if you have SRAM stuff, the front and rear derailleur batteries are the same. They have mm-hmm. separate batteries for the front and rear. You can take one off and put it. So if your rear derailleur dies, you can take the front battery off and put it on the back. That's what I have on my tri bike, yeah. yeah. So here's a workout, one of my other neighbors had told me about and it's like to prepare for the worst he would do a ride and then do it all in like one gear yeah so like your hardest gear a fixie and just do the entire in the hardest gear and then another day do that same route all in the easiest gear and just did he also like crash (laughs) (laughs) just to see how it feels (laughs) yeah i I don't know if that's necessary the easier answer is just don't let the batteries die right like I think he was just for training mentality. It wasn't even about mechanical failure. It was just to know what it's like if something went wrong Mm -hmm. and then be able to get through it, like to practice it, know how terrible it would be. And then if it happened, something happens in a race, like you've done it. it. Okay. Crash. Yeah. I got this, this tree. Um, Let's see what else can go wrong. But that on the is bike. my biggest fear. Like something me- mechanical, like I don't know, chain breaks in half. I'm making it up, right? Like oh, yeah. that's I, it. There's no I dropped chain my chain and I dropped my chain in two races. Yeah. Dro- yeah. So dropping it, you broke. put it back. Yeah. Like, like something no, like breaking breaks, would be bad. I don't know, like frame breaks. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> like that's when, it. When you're doing like a king of a mountain pull and yeah. Well, something like that. Chain breaks or your frame breaks. That it's done. Just done. Yeah. You're just done. That's my that's my fear. There's nothing to combat. Like Right. You can frame, frame break, but I mean, like the the chances of a frame breaking, I know, it's is like, very very small. But you don't have that like Tour de France support car with like fifteen bikes right yeah, behind you. Like here's another one. Yeah, you're going yeah, off you, the deep end. That's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> a chain breaking would be surprising, um, but it would probably it would probably end your race. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's ways you could get home, like if you needed to, but it's the race. Your race is probably over. You need to have the right tool. You do have to have the right tool, and that's not some a tool that I'd carry in a normal race. Right. You race. have someone like yeah. yeah. Like there's nobody's gonna like if you know I've I've seen people like if you're not supposed to pass CO two cartridges right in a race. There's I don't think you are against that yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But like I've seen people pass those like if okay so you don't have one you've yeah. used them up you need an extra right. one okay whatever. That's fine. You can you can get past that stuff, but. Mm-hmm chain or something like that there's like stuff that like you might get some help from someone right and i think it comes down to what i said before like make sure your bike's in good shape and mm-hmm. the odds of those happening are so slim that it's not something to lose any sleep over mm. take yeah. your bike to the bike shop before the race yeah um my biggest thing my biggest fear is crashing mm-hmm. yeah. in a race yeah Crashing into another rider into, uh, because of the road, into traffic? Um, any of the above. Uh, I've seen people do some sketchy shit on the bike. Yep. Um, I had a and, guy wipe out right in front of me. Yeah. 
And I mean, like, you're not supposed to be drafting, so the odds of you being so close that you can't get around them is pretty slim. But, um, yeah, I mean, crashing is, crashing would suck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've gotten lost, well, not gotten lost. I've gone off course on a, in a race before, um, and that sucked. I think was, the problem is if you're too far ahead, like most right. of us, if you're leading the race, it would be lost. Follow. So this wasn't in a triathlon. It was in a, a oh. individual time trial. So it's what really sucks and makes this <laughs> such a hard like story to tell. I went off course and rode over a wire and got a flat tire. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, and it was a stage race. So you had to finish the stage to move on to go to next. the next stage. And so that ended the the three day the, the three day race on day two. Oh yeah. Um that sucks. Because I wasn't care it was a ten mile time trial. I didn't have any flat stuff, flat repair stuff. Like it just it sucked. I took a shortcut back to the parking lot on a empty on a dead rim and just packed up and drove home. You just rode on it? Yeah, I like it was a rear puncture, so I like put all my weight on the front wheel and just wow. rode back. Probably not the best thing for the wheel, <laughs> but and I was doing ten miles an hour, just angry at myself the whole time. Had you not gotten lost, I wouldn't have. No, because I rode. I literally rode over like it was out in farm country, out in Pennsylvania, and it was like bailing wire from a bale of hay. And it just got picked up and like went right into the tire. I wouldn't have rode over it if I was on course. But would, would and it was my won? fault. No, no. Um, I was. It was. It was just stupid. I had. I didn't know the course, and that was my fault. Yeah, I'm a big fan of riding the course the day before. Yep. Big fan. Yeah. Like sw swim, run, whatever. But like yeah. riding. Right. And I think in the middle of a a, a triathlon, it's it's hard to get lost. Right, like yeah, you're, you're not going to make a wrong turn, uh, and if you do, you're not going to get I mean, they did lost. Like you're going to know that you're off course. We um, we didn't we the day before the race when we did Muscleman, right? They changed the course and they changed like what we had on our GPSs. They like made mm -hmm. an extra yeah, like thing. So I mean, it's not unfathomable, but it it's not likely to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it'd be hard. I think if you were at the very front of the race like in the lead yeah. with the lead moto and they went the wrong way, you'd probably follow them. Um, but otherwise you've got people in front of you for as far as you can see that are mm -hmm. all going one way. So what about uh, like nutrition, Marilyn? You had three, yeah. four gels eject or what if you lost your water bottle? It's gone. What do you do? There's eight stations. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. I would, I would just re math the next eight stations. Yeah, I didn't gels? know. I didn't know. We weren't sure how many I dropped. I knew it was like a bunch so next age station, I asked for a bunch of gels. And then I think the one after that, just in case I got more too, to make sure that I had more than what I could have possibly dropped. And maybe your water bottles pop out sometimes too. So mm -hmm. I, saw, I see a lot of water station. bottles yeah, on the road in the race, like people dropping them. Yeah. I ran over one at AC. It was horrible. Yeah. You got to keep your eyes open. <laughs> There's nothing I could do. There was a rider to the left and a rider to the right. We were going up like, we're coming down a hill and I couldn't really swerve out of the way. So going over it was the best option. Hmm. Mm -hmm. What else could go wrong? So many things. <laughs> it, what everybody says, and you were, you said it and Jerry said it, you cramp up on the bike. Yes. Oh. Do you cramp on the bike too? I have my calf. Mm -hmm. It's usually my yeah, calf or my too. quad. 
the calf. I guess <laughs> one, my of, normal, one of my leg muscles. Most yeah. of my leg muscles, yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever had a hamstring cramp on the bike. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had one, not during a race, but that ride I did with oh, yeah. Henry and Tim once and I was fried yeah. trying to, and I was just got back. We're getting into Paramus, I guess, is I think it was Soldier Hill Road. Yeah. I made it three quarters up that hill and then both quads locked up and then I just fell sideways off the bike cause I couldn't, I couldn't like do anything. Luckily I didn't fall into traffic. Um, You're probably definitely riding too hard with those two yeah that was definitely exertion because yeah. i was i was drinking i was doing everything but yeah I don't, yeah it's exertion yeah i don't know i guess the best thing if you start cramping is dial get off back. the bike maybe i think it's dial it back yeah yeah and keep moving right yeah you definitely yeah, don't, you don't want to stop like when you're pedaling and it's just locked up i don't even know i would i would go to your low gear and just spin and yeah. try and keep your legs moving with very little effort on the pedals for couple of minutes and then see if it gets any better try and try and throw some nutrition in it's fine if it's flat the problem is if you're yeah. stuck on a climb if that happens on a hill like yeah i guess you're screwed <laughs> i had it at, at ac when i finished the bike i got off the bike and when you hear the crowd go like "Ooh, like that's how bad <laughs> it was when i got off the bike like my legs were just like did you stuck. fall no, I just, I got off the bike and like someone had to run over and hold my bike because my legs just like, it was like I was in cement. I couldn't move. Wow. I'm and waiting. it was a bad run after that. <laughs> it was all downhill. I'm waiting for one of our group rides to probably Greg most likely just stretch out on the bike. You see those guys in Tour de France. Oh yeah, just, like, they're just laying down. They start stretching. Yeah. Like, like one of uh, your buddies on you brought seat. once on a ride, he was doing that. He was like stretching his quad. He like unclipped. Oh my yeah, like, God. I, <laughs> I need to get to that up. level. I, like, wow. like, I got to stretch out on the bike. I'm feeling yeah. It's our next challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg's going to say I've well, done it. No, I've never, I never felt the need to stretch. Like I'll stretch my calves and hamstrings just by like putting my heels down and stuff. But like I've never felt the need to stretch my quads on the bike. But you've seen like the Tour de France riders. But, they I like mean, put I've, their foot up on the seat and like lean into it or whatever. I've taken off um, shoe covers on the bike. Oh, wow. Like those sock ones. Like you have those. I don't know if you guys have those. The, the yeah. But are, I know what you mean. That go just on the front? No. Like, well, they're just like a, a heavy sock. They're made by a company called Defeat. And uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I've taken those off. I've taken like knee warmers off on the bike. Oh. Yeah. You got to teach us. Well, I guess it's just. No, do you it. just have to like be. Comfortable. comfortable enough on the bike that's not i can't teach you how to do yeah that. i used to do it when i was a kid just riding no hands yeah now i'm scared to try yeah i need Practice. to learn to make a u-turn first you were really <laughs> close to the ground when you were a kid that's like my kids <laughs> skiing and everything they just they're just so much closer i also feel like uh like a wide handlebar either mountain bike or you know bmx bike the steering doesn't want to like that's worse, I feel like. Be twitchy. Yeah. So you got to be all, when bike. you're all together, then you're more like balanced. I mean, the geometry on a mountain bike is totally different than a road. Like you have yeah. more weight back on that back wheel, so less on the front wheel. Um, but I don't know. My kid, try during, during COVID lockdown, my kids learned how to like ride no hands on their bikes. And that was my, my older one was like, how many laps around the block can I do <laughs> with no hands? Mm. Oh my gosh. Like, and he's a mental case. Sometimes he did like 30 something <laughs> laps around the block, no hands. <laughs> and now Greg was like, I can do 31. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not on a road bike. I don't think. Yeah. So you can't so, find your bike in transition. I think that's probably like that out of all to me the things too. we've talked about. I think that's probably the most likely. Yeah. But I, it's not that I couldn't find it, but I ran past it. And then John was like, your bike's over there. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I pick out a landmark, right? Like, they used yeah, to allow balloons, but not anymore. No. Yeah, because you have two thousand balloons, <laughs> yeah. right. all in transition. Um, I always just count the lanes or laps, and yeah. like I know how many, and I and I do it before the race. So, how many lanes or lap the things I have to go through um, as I come out of swim, and how many I have to kind of do when I'm coming back from the bike. Yeah, some kind of landmark is is what I love. There's, there's yeah. porta potties or porta potties are a good one, or like. You know, maybe not count every one, but like there's a break in the bar in the things, and I'm like, okay, it's the second one after yeah. the break or something like that. There's always some kind of landmark you can. But it's find. good to, to to remember it before the break, the the race. Yeah, hundred percent. You mm-hmm. should you should take that time take to get walk. there early. Yeah, take the walk from swim in or swim swim out swim out to uh, to your bike and like just pay attention to what's around you. Yeah, that yeah. part of the transition I go through in my head because there is like an efficient way of going through mm-hmm. from swim to bike. Like mm-hmm. I don't take off. A lot of people just start going for their caps and their goggles and like you take your wetsuit off and you can actually, if you take the cap off, you can like get it, you can put it into the sleeve of the wetsuit. So there's like different if things yes. you can do if you want to mm-hmm. like help you with the transition. Okay. Go through that in my head. Yeah. Have any of you or have you ever heard of anyone like their bike being taken by accident. Like oh you get to your God. spot and it's gone. Like someone took yours by accident. I have it's terrible. I have not. At a race. Well, let me ask you this. Does that ever happen? How could you do is that? that? All your stuff is there. Faster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it my size? All there your stuff is nice. there. There I are. I mean, there's got to be. I have heard of bikes getting stolen from transition. Don't scare me. But not. Stop. Not. Um. Isn't that what you pay the big bucks for? They like guard those with I know, their lives. And That's yeah. why you're and paying. And I mean, like, like every time I've done a race, race you know, they they check your wristband going in. They check your number versus the number on the bike. Like it's pretty well, you know, guarded. But I mean, I've heard of it. That's wow. what like I was. I forget. That's why race. I thought we paid the big bucks because there's like guards there with machine guns guarding my yeah. bike at night. Well, I think I don't think it's so much at night. I think it's people go in after the race and, right. and take right. bikes when <laughs> you're at the finish. Yeah. Mm. So. So, but I've I never need to put one of those Apple chip thingies on the yeah, sure. under the seat. Yeah. I I've never heard of anybody taking the wrong bike. I'm sure it's happened, but like. What are the odds? I know. How could yeah. like all your stuff is there? Like, don't you realize? But I mean, there are a lot of the same bikes out there, right? Like, not, I mean, not, yes, the newer ones, there's a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, if, you know, there's not, yeah, I just feel like a lot of people have bikes that look, if they're, it's a standard stock bike, like, I've probably a, a bunch of all the same. I haven't had that happen. What I did have happen, I was coming back for the run and somebody who'd come back from the swim after me threw their stuff all over my like, oh yeah transition. i had that happen too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like a, I don't, they just threw me off in terms of like getting getting ready for the run yeah i just ran over all their stuff with my bike yeah <laughs> marilyn takes no prisoners <laughs> just threw it over the fence too hardcore <laughs> yeah i don't I, anything else with the bikes i'm trying to think of like I think the worst case scenario would be is if you have to take a flight to a race and you you check your bike in. Oh God, yeah, that would be terrible. They lose it. Yeah, like then that's like Iron Man, um, Uh, Alaska, Alaska, right? Yeah. What is that? I don't know. It's like someone's knocking. (laughs) Who? I think it's who ran with the with the helmet. Somebody ran with a helmet. No. No. Yvonne forgot her helmet. No, she forgot her bike shoes to take her put her bike shoes on or. Take her no. bike shoes off. Who went on the run with the helmet? 
I, do you know the answer to this? I know. No? You oh. look like you do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought I heard someone. You're looking I at me. It's someone me. went out on the run with their helmet. I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm wearing my helmet. Went back and took it Didn't um, when you no. tried that AI generated artwork, didn't they have people running with helmets on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. With water going the wrong way. They haven't ironed those kicks <laughs> out yet. Yeah. It's pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, if you imagine you flew out to Kona. And then your that bike happens. just didn't make it. And I've seen like of pictures of the Kona airport. Like the, I, I've never been, but like the Kona airport is not big. Like it's, and you have thousands of people all at once leaving on the same day, all with bikes and stuff. Like it could definitely happen. And I don't know that there's any way to deal with it. Like you're not going to find a bike in, I mean, unless I, I can't imagine you're going to find a bike in your size at a bike shop. And like, mm. I don't know, do you, if you ride, imagine you like travel somewhere across the country, wherever you get on a plane. Are you going to buy a bike? <laughs> are you oh that invested God. at that point? Like, can you rent one? Not a well, a trouble. Right. I mean, right? Maybe a road bike. Yeah. Like, I guess if you're well, it going, on, you've trained like for nine months, whatever. Right. You're I guess do something. I'm going to do something. So I'm going to get a road bike. I, I might buy a road bike before I. Maybe. I don't know. I so don't know what I do. I don't want to If they have an game. extra small tri bike, I might yeah. buy. <laughs> so you might not be able to get the bike you want, right? But you just, so REI has like a 30 day, I think, money back. <laughs> yeah. So the only reason I know this is my, my neighbor's friends had planned this. Um, uh, I, I, I think it started in Pennsylvania and you, you rode down to like uh, Georgia or something. Okay. And then um, they, they start riding. I think they're on I 80 or 70, whatever the highways. They have all their bikes loaded on the top. On the high, like they're they're not even out of New Jersey yet. All the bike, like all of a sudden, <laughs> all the bikes just the whole rack, like the rack all came off, came off the, the their car on the highway. They look back and they see it just cars oh swerving God. or whatever. Oh so the, the, they haven't even made it to the start of this thing that's been training. Nowadays, for. that could be like a fifty thousand dollar. Oops, right? Yeah. Or more. So they had already, you know, they taken the vacation. They planned out like because yeah. you have to do stops. They had planned sure. it all out. So they they went back to try to get the bikes. Bikes are gone. Yeah. Some either someone stole them or just they're just off the highway now. So yeah. they go to an REI. They just buy. They find out there's like a thirty day money back guarantee. So they just pick up some bikes. They do the thing and then they, they return, return the bike after. REI has changed their return. Sure I'm after those. Guys. I'm pretty sure you're banned from REI now <laughs> yeah. if they're listening. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we need to check, double check, triple check our bikes on the way to yeah. North Carolina. We're yeah. putting them in a container. So. Are I we? Know. I don't know what no, we're doing. I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll maybe we are. Well, just yeah. make sure whoever has their bike rack, it's all the pins are. I mean, the, I don't uh, know. I don't know if I would trust those roof racks. I put my bike together myself, so. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not using a bike rack. No, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, that would be, I, I don't know what you do if your bike doesn't make it to the race. You probably lose a little Call bit of Call a buddy. Hey. Hey. Can yeah. you fly out? <laughs> Would that be cheaper? Oh, bike. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It might be, right? It could right. be yeah. cheaper. Yeah. I mean, depends on where. The, yeah. I I, know most what. likely it is. I don't know what airfare costs six, $7,000. <laughs> God. I just don't want to even think about it. Just pack two bikes. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Only you okay. could do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have two tri bikes. Right. Yeah. But that's okay. You could do it on the road bike. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a push came to shove. You'd. You'd do it on a road. If you if you train for an Ironman, right? You know, yeah, you'd do it on a road bike. Sure, you'd lose whatever time, mm -hmm. but it's not catastrophic, right? 
Yeah. If you're a pro, you don't do the race. But if you're not a pro. Right. Yeah. So if you're going to be super paranoid, should you just always bring two bikes with you? Like your road bike and your tri bike? No. And you're calling me. Look at this guy. Risk, risk analysis He's here. just yeah. trying to find reasons to have more bikes. <laughs> He's got a bike He's in every state. He's trying to sell it to his yeah. wife, right? Like, honey, I just, just, think just trying to be I careful. Need. They said on this podcast, you have to have yeah. two in every race. And I think they said in every state. Yeah. So. <laughs> race day bike. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get a second tri bike, but, you know, you could fly out with two bikes. <laughs> Imagine showing up. Like, I have a hard enough time at the airport, like, with, oh my God. with like, one bag. I've flown with my bike, like, once, and it was a pain in the ass. I can't imagine trying to lug two bike bags through the airport. Imagine, though, you had qualified for Kona. Yeah. And this is going to be it. Never, like, this is your race. Yeah. Like... Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of stress. Of, but they like, have the bike shipping company to take it to your bike store. And the shipping yeah, they do. Picks so it up from so Kona store. and there's a handful of races. Um, I can't remember. I think the name of the company is Bike Flights. Mm-hmm. And they pick a bunch of races throughout the year. And you can drop your bike off at predetermined spots around the country. They will be responsible for getting your bike there. 100% money back guarantee, I think, plus your race fee. Okay. Um, and stuff like that and travel reimburse. Like they are, That's almost better. Right. If they're going to your race, it is probably a better way yeah. to get your bike there. You're paying for it. You know, you're paying for that service, but yeah. your bike will meet you in transition. But if you're going to do Kona, like you said, and that's your lifetime thing. Right. They're going to they're gonna get your bike the there. one time. Like, I think what they do is they rent a container that goes on a cargo plane, you know, to mm-hmm. get the bikes there. But, Might be worth it because it's probably, it's probably expensive, right? Even to put your bike on a flight. Yeah, cost? I don't know. You're I think, no, you don't know. I how think it's regular it luggage. Yeah. I think it. Yeah, I think it depends on the airline. But like, I don't think you get charged extra. Oh. No, it's regular it's luggage. O- oversized under. luggage, though. Um, yeah, but if you no, have more than one bag, you don't have to pay. Oh, it's just weight, right? It's just no. There's there's max sizes, but the the cases are built to fit within yeah. those those max. So yeah, as long as you're not overweight, um, you're okay. Yeah, usually on most most airlines, as long as you usually like if you have their credit card or whatever it is, like you're you're good. So it's worth getting that for whatever airline you're going to fly on. Um, all right. So bikes onto the run. Oh, a lot can go wrong here. <laughs> I know where we're going with this. <laughs> a lot can here go wrong go. here. And I think this one, unlike the bike where stuff can go wrong that is not your doing or isn't is out of your control, I think most of the stuff that can go wrong on the run is probably well within your control. Well, not for James. I mean, it's probably, it is my fault. I'm doing something yeah. outside of what I should be doing. I can't help it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we go back to Muscleman race. Like I probably overbiked. Yeah. And maybe I was under hydrated. And then first steps off the bike, my calves just start cramping. I'm like, oh, I just hope, I'm hoping it clears up. Yeah. The first two, like mile, I thought it's like, ah, oh, you're dead legs. But yeah. then like, it's like one one calf, then it's the other, mm-hmm. then it's my quads. Now it's both my quads, and I haven't even made it. Like I'm just out of transition and trying to make it to that first turnaround oh. where like oh, we went. Wow, yeah, that's I'm just early. fully cramped. And so then, we're talking a mile in, less than a less mile. than yeah, a mile less in. Than. Like I'm just cramped up, and then like Rich comes up behind me. He's like, "Come on, let's go, let's go. You can do this." I'm like, "I'm like Rich, my leg. I'm like, I'm cramping. I don't know if I'm gonna fit. Like I don't know if I can finish." Yeah. And then he kind of he talked me through like those first couple miles. 
And, and it, then he left me in the dust. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I'm just going to mess with him and throw a train in front of the boat and, so and then we can hang out and stretch. But yeah, it was it was so bad. And luckily, like I told Rich this morning, I was like, I was, I was grateful he was there because I, in my head, I was ready to quit because I was like, yeah. there's no way I'm going to finish this with if I'm cramping now this badly. And I kept trying to go a little faster after like resting. And as soon as I would exert a little bit more, my, my legs completely cramped up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you have to decide at that point, like what's, I mean, you're going to try and do everything you can to remedy the situation, but I don't know too many people who come back from cramp, right? Like it's once hard. you start to have a cramp, I think that cascade or whatever has started, I don't mm-hmm. think you're turning it around. Um, when do you make the call to like not, like not continue? You don't. None of us ever yeah. have. So. No, I, I know, yeah. but like, Okay. But so, I mean, that's, so that, I mean, that's mile one of a half marathon, yeah. right? And I don't remember what your time was, like 2.30? Something like that. Something around there. You know, like, if that's mile one of an Ironman, Oof. do you settle in for a six-hour walked yep. marathon? You keep going you until to, you just can't anymore. Well, you have to say what, what your point <laughs> until is, Until you just right? fall over. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to bring the thing that I what annoyed me the most about that is like it depends on what you're doing it for and if you are doing it because you want to podium or, or hit a certain percentage like i didn't get my swim <laughs> period still, so like, you, yeah, you if still I, once up. i find that out do i quit no, no you, you still do don't it for, give up right so and you never know you I never mean, know you so never know just keep going yeah. until keep going yeah. Yeah, a I big mean, burly man hugs you for thirty minutes and somebody <laughs> gives you, you know, chips and yeah, you keep going. I have to say, it never got better. Like, so I had that little window, like after like mile two up to the train, I was okay. Like I felt all right, and I was. I thought the train stop was good. I was just cramp. Uh, so when did you guys? I I, I don't think we went. When did you get the train? I remember where the train tracks were on the way out on lap one. Yeah, yeah. the first lap okay. out, and it was right there. I think you were probably. You must have just passed the train during those hills and that other section before you came back to hit the train on your way back into yeah, I guess so. town. Right. We hit it right the first lap. I we could have made out. it. Or I, I could have made it. Like there are some people that just Yeah. You were probably close. It. I was coming I was going out after I saw you and some guy says, Oh, there's people stuck waiting for a train. And I thought he was joking. I was like, That's a stupid <laughs> joke. <laughs> and then then when I saw you guys, I realized. Yeah. It was okay. good times. But yeah, as soon as I Saved went up that race. hill, there was like there were, that's where all the hills were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the cramps came back. So I, the only way I made it through was I was just like, all right, there's a remember all those cones? Yeah. Like literally like yeah. a foot or two from in front in front of each other. And I was like, make it to that cone. Yeah. Make it to this cone. Wow. Make it to that cone. It was And at this point you're walking or you're like shuffling with cramps? Uh, so in the beginning, I could kind of jog, and then I would get cramps, and then so I just slow down, like wh- whatever my walk intervals, whatever that, that was out the window. Yeah. Um, at the end, I could start. I was reduced to like a shuffle, and then it was like a walk. Uh-huh. At some point, I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna take me forever if I just walk." So I just tried. Once I did the final loop back, I was just trying to get back to a shuffle, mm. back to a jog. Um, but it's like picking a point. I just made a like a, a deal with myself. Get to that sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get to That's this next how you block. Get through. Yeah. It was just, but it was like each sometimes the chunks were so small. That I was like, it was, it was so exhausting. But I was like, "That's all I could do right now." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and the AC was bad for me. For um, me too. It was it, weather. Weather took was me so out. hot. Yeah, me too. Um, that how'd you make it through? It. 
same way you just described. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of deals with myself the next bench, the next cone. The I would next... say just get to the next aid station. Yeah. That's too far. <laughs> it was far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was far, but <laughs> and hot and you just had ugh. no cover anywhere. Like the only yeah, cover we had so... was like that, like pier or whatever it was that was under. There was like a building that you ran under. Actually, Everything mine was, was an AC. It was the one before we did that oh. I did with just the girls. But yeah, oh, same. The, that was the, really hot too. The Olympic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's more That's sand on that one too, right? Sand oh road. my God. When I came down those stairs and we had to run on the sand, it was like, you're cramping and you're running on sand. I, yeah, it was so hard. Yeah. I wish there was something we could say, right? For cramps no. to like dial it back. But yeah. That's. Just don't get yourself there. Yeah. 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 Do everything you can. Now, so what I've learned from uh, like John and Jackie have told me there's no point in stretching a cramp. No. No. Uh, they said try yeah. to massage it out. I have a theory that <laughs> if I slap my legs really hard, maybe that will help because I feel like this, there's like all these electrical impulses that are just right. screwed up. Yeah. So I feel like you got to. So I'll take, you know, I'll massage it. But if that doesn't work, I'm just going to slap my legs. Um, all those temporary things like pickle juice. I had this like weird hot shots juice. Like it, oh, would, it, it would. People do mustard. Mustard yeah. helps a lot of people. Uh, and that part of what the theory is, is that it breaks that. um Shocks that circle, uh, the circuit of the impulses, like something is misfiring, that kind of just puts it back in sync because it's like something sour or um, bitter or spicy, like breaks that signal. But like if you're used to, you know, spicy foods or vinegar, like mustard might not be enough. Right. Excuse me, officer. Could you tase me for a second? <laughs> I just want to see if these scraps yeah. will go away. Shoot right there. Right there. Right there. Keep just shoot me. <laughs> End it. But yeah. I mean. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What's the best way to not like to go overcome cramps is just don't get cramps. Don't get cramps. Yeah. 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 That's the one thing you can control is your nutrition, your hydration. Yeah. Yeah. Exertion. So your, your exertion. Your exertion, level. exertion. Training going Control into it. those things. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the, what's everybody feel about like when you're starting to get to that point of maybe cramping, do you start walking hills? Is that like a def, is a thing or I mean, do you just wait? Yeah, I mean, you're going up a hill, running up a hill is the muscle man was like hilly, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna walk yeah. walk the hills, and it and it felt a little bit better because yeah. Run, running up hill is really freaking hard. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think I tried walking backwards. I was just trying to break up yeah. any yeah. of my pattern. I think walking backwards helped a little bit. Uh-huh. Walking sideways, people around you must have been like, what? The hell <laughs> what is, is this going guy on? doing? Yeah. You, this you, guy's impressive. You pulled it together though. You jogged like, it in oh, at I'm the in this, end. Our brand new kits, like, <laughs> looking all like fancy, and, and then everyone's just like, this guy can't even walk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you should have said it the other way. This guy can walk sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me walk this hill backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready to crawl though. If I had to cr- like, if I had to crawl at the end, he I would have. I would have crawled. Wow. I don't know if I have that amount of determination. It's only because he couldn't walk on his hands. If he could walk on his hands, he'd walk on <laughs> his hands. That would have been cool as hell if you came across the finish line on your hands. I think one of the, so like, you know, you draw motivation. And one of my motivations, like, I, I didn't want to feel like I let everyone down. Like, yeah. I felt like I would have let everyone down if I didn't finish. Huh. And also, like, I didn't want to bring the mood down. Like, everyone's like, yeah, I had an awesome race, PR. And then, like, <laughs> oh, James, ooh, ooh. like, <laughs> can't talk. I mean, I mean, the realistic answer to that, though, is the more you do this, those kind of things are going to happen. Like every race can't be a PR. Every race can't yeah. be, you know, a perfect race. Like you're going to go through some shit. And like 
you can't expect every time to be to go your way, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're going to have issues to deal with and being able to come back from that the next time and realize like there is a next time. Like what, you know, what we're talking about is pushing yourself in the face of cramps or something like that. I do think there's a point where if you're doing damage to yourself, that there does need to be there the the question of like, am I doing something that's going to affect me long-term? Like you knew Mm -hmm. that you'd be okay the next day. You know, it's not like if you, at some point, if you feel an injury coming on, you know, you have to have that conversation with yourself and it's not just like, you know, you can't like David Goggins it in and destroy your knees and, and be like, oh, now I need to have knee surgery. Mm -hmm. Like there, there has to be, you have to be cognizant enough to not do stuff like that. Or do it to the point where you never do another 70.3. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't need to hear that negative like I self-talk. Know, <laughs> I know we've had like good, I mean, I've had the last couple of years or whatever we've raced and weather's been nice, but yeah. I know that it's not going right. to always be nice. Bad and weather. I've had, bad weather's luckily not super long races, but I've had Olympics and bad weather. And sometimes when it's cold and rainy, I mean, you just got to like, you do the bike, but or the, but it, I got to say the whole field, the whole time, it's like this sucks yeah. like it's, that's it's why, not pleasant that's one of the things that you should experience at least once hmm. yeah yeah when we did that one ride that one in ride Harriman. in Harriman I wasn't gonna go yeah. and my friend was like you should go because you've never ridden in the rain yeah you I remember you telling me that quote by him and he's yeah. like yeah how do you know you race day's race not gonna, gonna rain. Be sunny. yeah so. yep what else on the run we've talked about cramps for about Thir- 13 and a half <laughs> sensitive subject. It's a big topic <laughs> in is. this group. Yeah. Well, so what else can go wrong? Does anyone's shoe fail? Like um, blisters? Bl- oh, blisters. blisters. Yeah. So I always put um, Vaseline all on the inside of my shoes, my sneakers. Huh. You run. Um, no, I wear socks. So what is the Vaseline? So like nothing rubs. You know, you never know. I mean, the Vaseline is going to soak into the sock and get on yeah. your foot. Oh, too. I put it on my, my bike shoes. Your bike shoes too, huh? Mm-hmm. I use baby powder, no. so it's not so it like. I, it I, I use like baby powder on my bike shoes. Yeah, yeah. I do body glide on my feet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would help. Um, I think you know the mileage you've done up until the race mm-hmm. is really kind of like yeah something I think it really has to, to go wrong. Yeah, one of the things we've kind of hit on a bunch of times is don't do anything new on race day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like, don't. It, it, even if you're using like a new shoe, like a super shoe or something like that, that like it should be broken in a little bit. You should yeah. know that that shoe or that brand of shoe and that size doesn't cause you problems. It shouldn't be like. This week, the running world just banned a shoe. Yeah, the real thick ones. You know what else you should try to like the laces even. Because mm-hmm. one time I changed my laces to the bungee ones and I went for a run like a week before the race and they killed my feet. Really? Wow. Because mm-hmm. like it was like digging into the lace. I don't know. The underneath part was digging into my foot. Oh, that makes sense. Like where it goes, it's so much yeah, thicker. Yeah, where it goes where under. It goes under yeah. It was a, okay. Mm-hmm. So what like a, the smallest things you think won't matter. Yeah. Has anyone ever had uh, gastrointestinal issues on the run? I have not. But no. if you're going to get them, that's probably where you're yeah, going to get them. You sure. know, I've had them. I mean, but to the point where like I need to pick up nutrition or dial back nutrition like i'm feeling slushy in my stomach so i'm like okay mm-hmm. can skip a, a couple of gels or whatever yeah nothing too terrible luckily knock on wood yeah again mm-hmm. it comes down to use stuff that you're comfortable with you you shouldn't be trying out a new 
hydration plan or nutrition plan on race day. You know, you should have done whatever number of calories and ounces you're going to do on race day. You should have practiced that multiple times at race intensity. Interestingly, I felt worse after sometimes stomach wise. Mm-hmm. Like I can't like eat or think about food. Because of all the stuff you had the whole the time on the race. Had, yeah. That's something we didn't talk about on the bike too. Like you should find out what they have on course and at yeah. least try it because like what happened to me, you drop stuff, something happens to your stuff and you need to use their you should know how that's gonna is Iron Man always Morton's? So lately, Late, yeah. Lately they've been. Okay. Yeah. Morton move. Greg's um, favorite. <laughs> So I bring my own nutrition <laughs> to Ironman branded <laughs> events. Uh, I'll have them actually on the run. Quiet from the peanut gallery. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, test out what they've got. If if they've got like every race is going to have stuff. Like mm-hmm. if you try it, that like that could be a t- huge time saver and just mm-hmm. simplify your your race plan if you know that they're going to have it and it's okay with you. But otherwise, just bring it with you. You know. I really like the power bar stuff. Yeah. yeah, me too. That's my favorite. 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 Hydrogels. Yeah, the hydrogels are the hydrogels game changers are, for me. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, like that that was in a bike bottle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Loved it. That's yeah. exactly what I did. That's what I, I did too. I, put a, I think I got like Wonderful. 10 of them. No. Yeah, I think I got 10 of them into a pretty decent sized bottle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get some of those 32 ounce. Didn't you pick up some of those 32 ounce bottles, James? Oh, those like the gray ones I have? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to get one of those for... Um, this year's races and yep. you'd be able to get even more in. Yeah. <laughs> and those, they're like double insulated too. Oh, are they? Yeah. Also stick so them in the freezer. So you can put them in, yeah. you can make and them cold. And they just taste good too. They are the best. That yeah. sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys do, I, I do Coke towards the end of the race. Just mm-hmm. like, so whatever, like, nothing's working. I'm like, like okay. a bump or like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he, carries a, he carries an eight ball Cola. in the back <laughs> of his, uh, that's like, no wonder you finished yeah. wrong. <clears throat> yeah. As soon as I started running, I go to, coke yeah as soon as you start not like i don't usually go right yeah, away why not most of the research out there says caffeine takes a while to kick in like don't save it till the end morton's ask they give you the option of doing caffeine or no caffeine too, I, right? I heard right. yeah. on a podcast um uh joe skipper's podcast he uh morton is coming out with a 200 milligram caffeine gel like mm. so double the lot. amount double the amount of what is a cup of coffee Depends on the kind of coffee, but less than 200. <laughs> that narrows it down. Like 50? Um, no, like 100, 125. Okay. Yeah. So maybe actually it might be even be How less than that. How much does their gel now have? Um, 100. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like the Power Bar gels with caffeine, I think are only 75 milligrams. So the nice thing about the Power Bar ones that I like, so what I've been doing is on the bike, I use the Hydros. Um the orange ones, because I just like the flavor of those. And the what's the, the they only have that in the mojito, mojito right? Um, so the mojito's got the caffeine in it, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. right? So I don't want the caffeine on the bike. Um, and then once I switch to the run, because um, I don't want to carry that many of the hydros because they're bigger. The thing. They're too big, right? So I switched to the apple, the green apple regular ones are mm-hmm. delicious, and those have got caffeine in them. And I put them in one of those gel flasks. And I can carry that with me. Um, and it's still thin. It's still thin enough to like easily squeeze out of a bottle. So you carry the bottle with you on the run? Yeah. Just those little, you know, those little five ounce. Yeah. Which ones that go in the belt like that? 
No, they're, you know, like the, oh, the, the bottles that go, one. the soft squeeze yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah yeah. 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 So I have two of those. I can fit six gels in. Um, and then that plus whatever I'm taking in on the, the race course, like Coke, Gatorade, if I feel like it and water. So my, my standard is grab water and Coke. And then if I'm feeling like I want Gatorade, I'll grab mm-hmm. that too. I'll just go by taste and what mm-hmm. my mouth, what i what my stomach feels like. That's I why like I take Coke the better. Yeah, flat Coke well, is great. At Muscle the, Man, it wasn't flat. No, you take it. And be like, <laughs> I was like, I took the first one and I chugged it, and I was like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. So, do you guys ever depend on nutrition at a, a race and then find out they they ran out? I've never had that. Does happen. that happen? I don't know. I don't depend on nutrition. I've there. had an aid station not have like caffeine or not caffeine, like one of the packs, but they okay. didn't run yeah, out. Yeah, that entirely. can happen. Yeah. I don't, I just don't have enough to carry on the run. So I might, I'll have a couple in my kit for the run, but not for the whole thing. I need mm-hmm. to take some. I think I'm weird. I have like a fanny pack. I'll run with a fanny pack and just have stuff. So no. fit my kit, fanny pack. I I like that. Like I was thinking, depending on how the eight stations break down, like just carry, like to me, that might be worth the energy I might give myself from those packs. And yeah. I like to think about like, Three miles till the next. Yeah, station. I don't think there's a it's fanny only a mile. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Usually it's about a mile to mm-hmm. two miles. What is it that you don't trust about the on course nutrition that makes you carry the fanny pack? Because I've never tried what's on the course. Okay. You guys know people like Binkies for a little kid. Like he needs the fanny pack. He it's always <laughs> it's on. Sick, it. It's like yeah. your security blanket. Like ride it? and he's got like a lot of stuff. He's got the fanny pack. Like, <laughs> I don't like running. my. You ride with a fanny pack on the bike? No, no. I do. I don't what? like. I like my phone in there because I don't see. I always feel like the phone could fall out of those. You do no. have that? Yeah. Oh, the po- the pockets are so deep. You have a fanny pack. No, too? but no. Oh. I feel like it could fly out. No, it's never flown out. I mean, I fell once and my phone flew out. But well, I also you feel fell. Like, don't fall. <laughs> I mean, but he's, tr- he's testing everything, yeah, like yeah. crash and then see how you do. <laughs> you guys remember when he came with that big <laughs> The briefcase? <or laughs> no, what was that? You never he saw had the bento it? box. Oh in my front God. His bento box was like a suitcase. <laughs> yeah. it was a, it was I also wide. wanted to be able to fit a phone in it. <laughs> he could put he could put his bike in it. It was big enough that I could draft behind my bento box. That's great. It's a good sign. Yeah. Giant. I still have it. I tried. I was going to return it, but I was like, yeah, you never yeah, know. You never know. You, you might never be doing know. One of these seven day rides. You yeah. need, <laughs> you need your clothes for, for, for an Iron Man. Everyone's going to be yeah. laughing when I pull out my sleeping bag out of that <laughs> bento, bento box. box. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you guys didn't bring one? <laughs> I could put it in my fanny pack or bento box. Yeah. Oh, or if I have a bike God. inside my. <laughs> that's where you box. keep your second bike. Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> What other what other run failures could there be? Um, I think the biggest thing is getting too hot. Mm. I think when it's when it's warm, you definitely have to adjust your pace, and if you don't, you're gonna have a really tough day. Yeah, even adjusting pace sometimes. Well, it's I gotta say, like, yeah, I don't remember how hot it was, and be just you know, I tried to acclimate. Remember, I was in Florida acclimating and. Like when we hit AC, it was like a. It got was to so that boardwalk, and I don't know what you you could be just standing there, and you felt like you were under a magnifying glass, and somebody was trying to burn you. Yeah, it was, bad. It was really hot. So hot. Yeah. But Ironically, somehow I survived that. Yeah, I'm like the worst. Overbike. You had an easier yeah. bike. I yeah. went easy on the bike. It's not as hilly. Yeah, that might have had something to do with it. 
So on a hot day, it's, let's say you weren't expecting a hot day mm-hmm. and uh, you were, you had to target, you know, pace for your, your mile. You yeah. adjust that. Do you switch to like a heart rate then that day? You could, or you could, I mean, there's um, charts out there that kind of give you a little bit of a guidance as far as how much to to dial it back. Um, for heat or for, for heart? For, they're, for heat. Um, they actually, the one I've, I've seen do heat, temperature and dew point. Because apparently, you know, like how humid it's going to be is going to make you feel True. a lot hotter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they take those two numbers, like 50 degrees is kind of like the baseline. Anything warmer than 50, you should probably be adjusting your, your goal pace a little bit. Hmm. Um, and it's like every 20 degrees is two or 3% of That's a not change. A lot. It's not a lot. And I, and, but I think to use those numbers accurately, I think you also have to be used to running in whatever those temperatures are. So it's like if you train in 50s and race day is going to be 90, I think you're screwed, Yeah. yeah. period. So like if you're I, acclimated to 90... You still have to dial you d- it. You put yeah. in that percentage. Right. So if that's 40 degrees, it might be like 7 or 8% okay. slower. It, it takes more than like a week vacation in Florida to yeah. acclimate. Yeah. It takes a long time. You get yeah. nothing from I feel that. like I never fully acclimate Because you're not there long enough. Right. No, even... Yeah. I mean, like, I summer. never fully acclimate to heat, even if I would do a bunch of acclimation and then the race day was well, hot. I right. Feel like I just, you might not be as good as others, but you're going to acclimate better than you unacclimated. Mm-hmm. You know yes. what I mean? Like there are going to, there are physiological sure. changes that are going to happen. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for people like us, the bigger you are, the harder so. heat, heat is going to kill us. And I just look at that heart rate and it just starts climbing and I'm like, Oh, this is going to suck. Yeah. I mean, even like today was a good example. Like I ran today after work today mm-hmm. and like I ran um, Tuesday morning and when it was, cool enough out that it was it was like 30 35 and my heart rate stayed super low the whole time it was great and then i ran today after school and it was constantly like having to dial it back and dial it back and dial it back and not two three percent either no it was a lot it was like warm. we haven't had it was and it, it was almost like 70, 70 degrees yeah today. it was like 67 yeah um and that's the first time it, i've ran outside in that heat like i'm just not used to it yeah now, do that a bunch you know and you'll get used to it I'm still never going to be like Marilyn's always going to be able to deal with the heat better than I can. Like I just can't shed the amount of heat that I generate yep. as well as she can because it's like a surface area to volume thing. Like it's never going to happen. Yep. So, but I can be better than I am now for That's sure. True. So it makes me wonder, like I always like to, if I can wear shorts and a t-shirt mm-hmm. running, if I can tolerate it, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll dress as mm-hmm. cool as I can, even mm-hmm. in the winter. But it makes me wonder in the winter if I should, layer as much as possible and try to overheat so that you try to get at least some heat yeah. acclimation in the winter. But I don't know if that works, the staying warm and overheating yeah. versus... Yeah, no. It, it works. Everything, though, I've read said it doesn't take that amount of time to get... It, it, heat acclimation is like the <clears throat> the biggest bulk of the adaptation is going to happen the fastest. You know, So you're going to get from, let's say, you're 0% acclimated to mm-hmm. 90% or 95% acclimated within like a three week window of focused heat training that last 5% might take a much longer time. But like, I don't think it's to the point where you have to worry about what you're doing in the winter time for okay. a June for summer. Race. And the pros sometimes even they'll do sauna. Yeah. Right. That helps. Yeah. Sauna training, hot mm-hmm. tub training. What's mm-hmm. that race where they have like a tub of ice out on the, 
on the road where runners can just sit in it. It's I've, in Arizona somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. It gets so awesome. um, no, no, Badlands that's a, or uh, Badwater. Badwater. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's is that the one that goes no. through Death Valley? Yeah, 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 Death yeah, yeah. Valley. I remember that. Mm-hmm. There's like a tub of ice that they leave for runners to just sit in. Yeah, at Kona, they were all, um, not all of them, but I saw a bunch of them putting uh, water down their pants. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, thing. I've seen the ice yeah. pack in the hat <laughs> because the ice pack. Not, you're such a child. <laughs> <laughs> a shrinkage. Said it in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you have glands and it cools you down. Mm. So down your shirt and down your pants. The hat thing never, putting it in the hat never worked for me. Oh, see, I like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I wear a hat, so I can put ice in it. I don't I wear just, a hat because it makes me hotter. with ice. Mm-hmm. Back in the hat makes feeling. me hotter. And under um, the arms. So That's good. Andrew Huberman has a great podcast on this. Um, and apparently there's some, the, the best places to cool are the palms, palms yes. of your hands, the top part of your face. So from like the nose up. And the bottoms of your feet, which you really can't do can't much do with. That. Those are a special type of tissue that has, they're like the radiators of your body. So you if should you put, hold the ice like this. Well, that's why I, <laughs> While like, you run. I think on your hat, in your hat where the cold water then will flow down on your face mm. is, is a yeah. good thing. Mm. Jackie said she was holding ice when she did Hawaii. Mm-hmm. She would grab ice and run with it in her hands. Yeah, I think idea. that's a super yeah. smart idea. There are those vests that's supposed to keep you cool. I've seen them um, on tour guides in like warm places where I went to like Utah. There's yeah. these vests. These guys are like, oh, touch it. And it's like, it keeps me cool the whole day. Yeah. Who's going to Yeah, but I mean, the race. Race. But I mean, like the Tour de France guys will wear that um, when they warm up to help cool off. What they I've do. read that's supposed huh. to be super effective is drinking a slush water mixture mm. before um, as part of your warm up. Um, because so when we're gonna get super geeky when water changes phase so when it goes from solid to liquid it absorbs it needs more energy to do that yeah so if you put that into your gut as ice it will soak up a lot more body heat um when it changes phase so you make this slush mixture and drink How do I it. get slushies in my long race? I know, right? <laughs> I know. Need to bring a cooler could bag. my could like my support crew just so, start handing me slushies? You need a cooler if bag. If Jerry does not do Wilmington, he there can stand on the side of the road with a cooler guy. and have slushies. <laughs> we need um slushies. Slushies. Oh, that would be beautiful. Ooh, would there be anything better that, like to I grab during a race than that? But there's ton of science about also i could see like people making a lot of money like yeah how much would you pay for one of those yeah. oh my god and a, a hot lot. race so you have to, right but you have to drink it and try to keep it slush down no. like how, how do you, you do try that? to keep it slush do you just think i don't think like cold thoughts no. No, 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 i mean like <laughs> just you can't drink let it, it. Ling- you just you drink can't it, let it like linger oh, in your oh, mouth oh. and melt like it's got to try to get as much of it as slush yeah, you, down i just chug it just chug it yeah you just drink it because i don't think i like when i have a slush i don't think i just like I don't know. I gotta think next now. time you have a Slurpee or a slush. I feel like I let it linger in my mouth. You let it melt let it, in your mouth. Yeah. Just think Olaf. I think I'm a mouth melter. <laughs> Where did you come up with this I shit? I think I'm a mouth melter. That's. I don't like, think. I, that's no, not I a just, thing, James. No, <laughs> not a thing. Just drink the slushy, okay? Yeah, I gotta think about. I'm it with you time. on the gummy bear thing, but not the mouth <laughs> on the melting. head biting the head off. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. So slush water. 
is is a plan. But I think that's like beforehand, like pre-cooling works. I think you might have just had like a whole revelation in triathlon. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do that. I don't know how, but I'll figure it out. Maybe before the race, wherever I, we are. No, I I'm think it's like if it's a hot, slushy. Right. If it's a hot no, you make it like we could bring a blender to yeah. <laughs> so we have a blender in transition. transition. No, no, like you a do long it. extension cord. How are you gonna make your coffee in transition too? Ooh, no, maybe coffee flavored slushies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a culotta, just yeah. coffee culotta, Dunkin' a Donuts. Come on, <laughs> sponsor. Yeah. Um, no, you do it before you get there. Right. Like you put it in. You, so you have a water bottle that's the slush mixture with like your hydration mix or whatever in it, and then you put that in a cooler. And the fifteen minutes before the race, you down it. That's too soon because you're going to be stopping on the bike leg for sure. But you just pee on yourself. Wait, no, like, I could can't. You, could you put it in the, the cooler bike. and then and then just quickly put it on your a bike as you're going out? Yeah, probably. And then you're doing the slushies th- as you're riding. I think it would probably melt. It'll melt. Quick. Wait, you're saying? But if you have it in the cooler, it won't melt. What I'm Why saying not? is, it's the pre-cooling aspect. Yeah, so like, you're saying if you do that before, even before the swim, you still get the benefit. You're banking, yeah. yes, cooler, mm-hmm. like yeah. extra cooling, mm-hmm. even though because you're going to bring your core temperature four hours, down. five hours before right. you might get really hot. Maybe not four. You, it might not last that long, but you're pre-cooling, like you're bringing your body, te- your core temperature down a, a degree. Yeah, like it's going to have to come back up, which whereas it's going to get that energy that it wouldn't be able to shed how, otherwise. How, okay, so what's the effectiveness? Like, are we talking about them? Am I really going to feel is it, it or is this it? like, eh? I'd have to go back and read the papers. Wait, okay. Again. I don't, I like I don't know percentages. Yeah, I'll try and find it. That'd them. be so cool because like, I want to try it. Like, yeah, I'm so literally cool. going to go buy, no run by 7 We can try so it. Cool. We can try it like at a track, at a really hot track workout. Yeah. Well, you need to do it before. So I see what he's saying. No, no. Like, you, you do it like as part of your warm, the way the protocol was done was it was done as part of the warm up before a hard workout. Yeah. Okay. So like imagine like, and it was, and it was a performance enhancing thing. It wasn't just like you felt cooler. It was, there was uh. a performance benefit to it. So like they drank it as part of the 15 minute warm up. What, why? why? And they just did Where water. have you been hiding this in from? Like, why Maybe are we just read it yesterday? No, it's been recent. It's been in the last month or so. Oh, okay. and they just did water. I don't, you know what? I have to go back and read. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. It was, they gave the ratio of like, it was like three quarters ice to one quarter water but it didn't say whether it, the water had anything in it like i'm like assuming it was probably just a uh, uh, water yeah but i could put my well, power to put jar sure, in over it, it yeah. right yeah. and yeah. then make that a whole thing and then yeah. coffee yeah this <laughs> guy mm. yeah so good now i guess it's probably just pinching pennies here or like doesn't it when you I, in this part of the thing when you drink cold water it takes more calories to warm warm it up right like, are you burning more energy that you have to now think about your nutrition more? No. No. Okay. It's not like no. you're drinking that because enough. because in a race, your issue or any any kind of activity, unless you were talking about like Arctic, like Iditarod kind of stuff, you are producing an excess of heat. Your your biggest problem is shedding that heat. Mm. So if that water can absorb some of it, it is only helping you. Okay. Yeah. You just swallow a bit large ice cube too. <laughs> well, if you on the course when they give ice, if you I guess eat the ice, eat it. it'll have yeah. the same effect. Oh. I'd choke. Probably. <laughs> I'd 100% choke on a. It's a lot ice of coordination cubes. there for me. I don't yeah. know that I can manage. I don't know. But no, you're like, I, I guess you, you could put it in your mouth and now you can let it melt in your yeah. mouth, maybe. Yeah. 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 Mm, I'll try that too. Mm-hmm. So staying cool, I think, is, is the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, Throw stuff over you. That always feels great. Just throwing a mm-hmm. cup of 
even if it's not like cold water, like just water on you to help with that evaporative cooling. Some warm flat Coke. Some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I mean, that's anybody have any other ones like the run a lot can go wrong on the run and i think because it's at the end you're tired any of your issues compound and yeah and might it might be a problem from the bike or the swim that doesn't show up until the run mm. a couple hours later so you kind of got to have to get everything right to to have a good solid run i don't think people who have a bad run necessarily screwed up their run yeah well they were already messed up so before the run started <laughs> yeah don't Actually. look at you it's true i i mean i've been there so yeah yeah but you know it's, it's very good data like um if every race goes by easy yeah mm-hmm. then you don't learn anything you're not you know, no. yeah you're not learning mm-hmm. anything and you're probably not trying hard enough yeah right. every mm-hmm. race has been so different like i remember every race is so different mm-hmm not one has been the same. Well, just you physically, you don't even feel the same. So, hills, flats, weather issues like every race. That's why I love it. It's just, it's a whole different experience. Yeah. And I think, like, we, we've talked about the controllables and the uncontrollables. Like, you can never, you're obviously always going to have those uncontrollable things. But as you get better and learn more, as long as you are making changes to the controllables, mm-hmm. you're going to have better race experiences. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, you're still going to have days where like it's crappy weather and you have to deal with that. But again, it goes back to one of the first things I said, like you have a threshold for how much you can handle. Like if you take care of all the stuff you can take care of, then you're not even close to that threshold. So a rainy day doesn't screw with you as much as if you're on the edge, that rain or the whatever bad weather is going to throw you over the top, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff to think about. Um, Fun stuff. But it's also fun. It is, <laughs> right? We're all thinking this about probably made, It's probably made yeah. everyone be like, well, I'm never doing that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to join, but after. Maybe, maybe I yeah. won't. Really selling these races. <laughs> we, we tried to think of everything that we could go wrong. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. We didn't talk about all the stuff that could go right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A lot the can go right. Could be your way. That's even right. when, yeah. Even when something goes wrong, it could end up going right at the end. This is true. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like even when you have a flat tire, maybe that's not yeah. the right way to think about it. But I think about it like I just have to be faster than that guy. And maybe he's going to have some other thing go wrong. And I'm still going <laughs> to yeah, be Yeah. And you're still going to be faster. What, yeah. if, what if you were over, over biking? You got a flat. You rested. And that calmed you down. And, and then like, oh, my and race is over. Then you PR the run because yeah. you you were forcefully I slowed down on the bike. I my chain at Wyckoff and I like my podium. I like positive spin. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Way to go, guys. Way to mm-hmm. put a positive Turn it around. On it. Yeah. Just I'm, never give up. I'm just thinking of Slurpees. That's yeah. <laughs> I know. This whole thing blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> we got yeah, we should, we got to get like a slushy machine. Got to do it. Even if we run yeah, an so experiment or just do it. Jerry, do if it. you're listening... <laughs> Um, James is probably going to buy a slushy machine with the next, <laughs> next level credit card. <laughs> and uh, I have yeah. a generator. <laughs> you would be the most popular guy at every race you went to if you rocked up with a slushy machine we in the back of your car. Money. Our next Can picnic. you imagine people, you're just like, it's 100 degrees. You'd be like, this slushy is going to cost you 100 bucks. People would be like, sure, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'll mm. give you double. 
We might be onto something. Test that theory. Maybe, next maybe picnic. Power Bar can give us the the gels in like a bulk oh, container, and we, we could just squeeze the the gels into the slushy machine. One of like, those machines that just comes out as this. I think mojito as a slushy would be pretty cool. Not to, there, <laughs> not to Greg. There was this bar <laughs> um, I went to in Houston once, and they had um, adult slushy machines that were. Oh. They had rum and coke and screwdrivers. They didn't have mojito. I don't think that was a thing yet. Um, Rum and coke probably tastes really good. It was unbelievable. I kind of felt like that. Like this is going back 20 plus years and I still remember how good they were. Yeah. So. Gives me an idea for a race. James has the wheels turning. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking... Like you combine a beer mile with a rum and oh coke God. and your nutrition. No. Oh, like, there is no way no. you could run like and I don't know. Pound I don't know what you do in the swim. I, I finish the, every run nauseous as it is. Talk about the brain freeze you would get from that trying to drink a slushy that fast. Like this could be some kind of crazy race where it's just. Yeah. Well, we'll have to work on that. We'll let everybody know next time um, <laughs> where, where we're at in the logistics of, of the 7-Eleven Slurpee mile. But, uh, does anybody have anything else that we could talk about? I think yeah. we've covered a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, great. Thanks everybody for listening. This is another episode of the Quad Pod. Uh, if you made it this, this is this our longest yet? One forty-one. <laughs> oh. Wow, I think it is. Time flew by. Yeah, um, so much fun. If you're still with us, <laughs> <laughs> alive or otherwise, I guess. Um, thank you very much for listening. It's been a blast, and we'll catch you next time on the Quad Pod. Thanks everyone for listening to the Next Level Quad Pod. We really appreciate you spending time with us and listening to everything that we have to offer. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review and a rating. Those little things go a long way towards us being able to bring you more content like this. If you'd like to learn more about what we have to offer, please go to our website at goteamnltry.com. There, you can find out about all the different things we provide that can help you reach your athletic potential. Thank you again for finding time in your busy schedule to spend some time with the Quad Pod.